test, test. So, test, test. Here we go. Still getting used to the little format here with the recording. So the levels might be a bit out of whack in the beginning. Here we go. Test, test. Good. So today was a... Um, so I finished off those... Man, man, this these episodes are going to be so chopped up and anybody listening, whoever does listen, the numbers are still... It's like when you're starting anything like new, you're starting a new kind of show or platform kind of thing or content push or whatever. It's like there's always this extended period of... You know nobody's really listening, but every once in a while you get like a spike in in listenership. And for right now, um, this is more like I'm just getting re-comfortable. I think I've talked about this before. Getting re-comfortable with the whole putting something out in an audio format all the time. Um, but it's weird. So after Montreal was what, Friday? So I'm sorry for that. <laughs> the burpee. So <laughs> after Friday, um, I kind of teetered off of the social media thing. Once again, for me, things go in waves and cycles. It's like being super obsessed with IG and Twitter for like a few weeks and then just bouncing off. Right? Like today, I barely went on Twitter. And I don't think I'm going to be going on much. I barely got an IG. This time around, though, it's specifically tied to... It's like I've mentioned in one or two episodes. Like, I don't really... I don't... I I choose not to have internet in my house, but I have a lot of data. <laughs> like, 12 gigs of data. And I've actually, like, almost used up all the data. I think I have, like, 100 megabytes left. That is That should last me five days. Unless... Let me actually read. See, monitoring myself now through headphones is crazy. I can hear the bus outside. Like, anyway, <laughs> I can hear the bus. It's the, there's a bus stop like a few, I don't know, 100 meters or so away, 200 meters. So I can like hear the, and the windows open so I can hear the bus stop at the stop or whatever. So yeah, here it is. Hi, it's Fido. Just letting you know that you used 90% of your data this month. Remember, it automatically tops up or automatically resets on the 27th. If you go over standard data, overage rates, uh, apply. Then it says, hi, it's Fido. Add extra data before you go over your monthly limit, of t- which I have 12 gigs. Um, for recurring month top-ups, reply A for 1 gig, B for 2, C for 3. Then they give you the prices. It's like a gig for 15, two for 20, three for 30, two for 20. <laughs> it's like, this is like, they're like slangy data. And then for this bill cycle only, reply one to add 300 megabytes for $10. And I'm like, ah, I don't really want to like, I'm not really trying to spend extra money on data when there's Wi-Fi everywhere, you know what I mean? And so, I literally not use much of the, like I go on and check the email once or twice or whatever, but 
because I know that doesn't use that much data. But as far as like browsing Twitter endlessly or anything like that, like I'm not fucking with that. I've also been on the move. Like I've had this this flyering little thing to do as well, which is like hours and hours and hours of of time gone. Not gone, but you know, you're focused on the task. You want to get it done because it drags on. So you don't really want to be wait. You like there's nothing to waste. You can't be wasting time like checking Twitter as you're walking around dropping some off. You know what I mean? So it kills it kills off the the straight desire to be online. And this is the thing. The nature of like my own kind of work is being online, but I've shifted to like trying to do side gigs that are more conventional or whatever you want to call it. So it's like okay, I'm on I'm doing flyers right now. And I've I don't know if it's I've shut off like even as I'm recording this, like I've shut off the part of my mind that's like go online and go upload shit, you know. I scheduled a bunch of shit um on Anchor for or on my little rants cast from before for like a few days in advance and then I haven't like I still have to go and schedule the shit that I've been recording for the past couple of days. And I'm not that concerned, you know what I mean? It's like and it's a good social media break too because I've talked about these social media breaks before. And they it, it I'm like I'm sure there's some pitchforking going on right now on Twitter. I think Kanye like, <laughs> it's funny. Actually Kanye was like I don't know where I saw these Kanye tweets. Like, I guess he's back on Twitter. He has his, he's following his one, he's following Kim Kardashian basically. And he has, he, I don't know if it's like a new Twitter account. Cause I think he, I think he's one of those people he's opened and shut down multiple accounts. Not, not on a, on a Azalea Banks, you know, level, but I think he's done that several times. Cause wasn't he in the hospital and he just had a breakdown too. Anyway. There were a bunch of tweets that were coming out, like, in the past week that I'm like, okay, this guy is, it's like some philosophical kind of, like, he's, like, trying to spit game or, like, drop advice on people. And some of them were, like, I'm like, okay, he's going to eventually, he's going to eventually push into the territory of, um, people are going to see, think he's having another breakdown of sorts, um, and I forgot what it was that I saw, but I've seen one or two, maybe, let's say I've seen half a dozen tweets that are either in response to, I think one of them is like a Kanye and Nas album is supposed to drop or something. And then like some of the responses are like going at Kanye, like, oh, this is fucking shenanigans and what the fuck is he up to? Fuck Kanye and all this. And I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> this is a new pitchforking scenario. I think one tweet I saw was like, he seems to be saying things that are like, I don't know if it's pro-Trump. That was actually the first thing. That was the first, people didn't really pitchfork that hard for this. But um, I remember right when he got out of the the hospital or whatever, and he was, his hair was blonde and shit. People were talking about him and like, him going to, <laughs> him meeting Trump and shit. I was actually thinking about Lord Jamar clowning him. <laughs> it was one of the funniest things that I've heard. It was like on it was one of those Vlad interviews, and he was talking about how like you know Obama thought Kanye was an asshole or whatever. So then 
he invited Jay-Z and Beyonce to the White House. He didn't invite Kanye, and now it's like Kanye's turn to be like invited somewhere. And then, you know what I mean? It's like probably true too. But the thing, anyway, the, the point is, I'm noticing there's like a Kanye, there's a, there's a current, like right as in current as in this very moment, 5.22 p.m. on April 23rd, for the past 24 hours or 72 hours has been like 24 to 72 hours has been like an uh, anti-Kanye kind of like stream of, of things happening online and I'm like I'm not even paying attention to that because in the end it's yes it's interesting gossip it it actually does a lot of these gossip a lot of, actually I'll say this a lot of this gossiping about what celebrities their opinions on things often sparks like a, a larger conversation on a broader issue one of them being um who's this kid kodak black when he was talking the colorism thing right that was an interesting like people pitched for that when they could have ignored it but it raised a conversation about like self-hate and all that that was definitely worthwhile now it's died down but the colorism the color the, the larger colorism conversation is still happening who else was there um somebody else i had it in my mind as i was talking and i forgot um i guess azalea banks too was another one iggy azalea and whoever the hell she's smashing right now um is it ty dollar sign <laughs> it can't be i don't want to butcher the gossip i know people out there really take their gossip seriously so anyway somebody's smashing or oh future was it future I can't remember somebody some big name artist is possibly smashing uh, that sparks and then she said something too about like um, I, I forgot exactly see I'm butchering all this but because I'm not paying that much attention to it but I think she said something in support of black women and then of course people you know reacted and pitchforked to that um I guess I haven't keeping up with some of this gossip. It's like you catch tweets. Um, and I actually recently just started to follow a few more celebrities that I would never really... Like, I don't... Generally speaking, I don't really follow celebrities. This is not why I use social media as such. I followed Redman on Instagram. I followed Rock Marciano on Twitter. And I followed somebody else on Twitter um, who's like a celebrity kind of a figure. Um... And ironically, they don't really say anything. So <laughs> Redman is kind of Redman's pushing some political shit too, a bit. Um, he's, I guess, he, like he's involved in the local, like he supports the local Jersey kind of like politics and so on. Anyway, point I'm getting at is there's been a certain amount of journal of um, celebrity gossip that's like overlapping with the real things in reality. Because now this is the climate that we're in that like most of our celebrities are, our celebrities, our celebrities seem to be um, speaking out a bit more. And there's also like, anyway, the point is it always sparks a conversation about something larger than whatever the hell they were, whatever the hell bullshit they were saying or that, were, that people were pitchforking. So that's kind of how I'm like right now engaging with these networks twitter obviously being always the one where there's always an issue being discussed um i really wish i could remember the one 
This is one artist. Fuck. Anyway, I'm going to cap this rant off right now here. I'll probably pick it back up with another topic. So hold on, folks. just going through Twitter and I come across a tweet about someone that jumped off in Toronto. So I guess a car drove into a crowd of people. Um, now, now it's trending now. Toronto strong. Toronto. Nine people are dead and 16 are injured after several pedestrians were struck by a van in Toronto. Ten people dead. I'm going to read what Vice has to say here. Toronto police named suspect in a van attack that leaves 10 dead, 15 injured. Police allege that Alec Minassian, 25, was the driver of the van that rammed into pedestrians along a busy Toronto street. Toronto police have named Alec Minassian, level, so on and so forth. 15, 10 people dead, 15 injured. They're working to identify the victims, looking for witnesses. Toronto Police Chief Mark Saunders told reporters on Monday evening that criminal charges have not been yet been laid as the investigation continues to unfold. Police will provide an update if and when charges are pursued. He did not rule out te- terrorism as a possible motive, but said at this point it did not appear to be connected to national security. Now, the Toronto Police, they tweet out, uh, okay, so they were doing like a live, sort of a live stream. They're saying it did look deliberate, and of course, Federal Public Safety Minister Ralph Goodall told reporters that Canada's terror threat level remains unchard- unchanged. Um, Manassian is not known to police. Saunders confirmed he was taken to custody at the scene without incident. Um, they have his LinkedIn. They're looking, so there's his LinkedIn profile right here. Um, zooming in. He went to Seneca, Richmond Hill, Ontario. Um, 1.30 p.m., reports of a collision. He was arrested half an hour later. Um, eyewitnesses told Vice News they saw a white van mount a curb and plow into pedestrians walking on the sidewalk. Many of those who were able to dodge the vehicle saw bodies fly into the air and land on the ground after being struck by the van. This is what Mike Pence tweets out. POTUS and I are closely monitoring the attack on innocent people in Toronto this afternoon. We are with the Canadian people tonight as they grieve the loss of life and injured. The American people stand shoulder to shoulder with our neighbors in Canada. The ambulance arrived three minutes later. Some of the responses to that particular tweet from Mike Pence. And, uh, you know, 
I feel it is necessary to go in this direction. Um, I'm just giving y'all a straight up read of what happened. So the first, so okay, 804 at this point, 842 retweets. Someone responds, how exactly are you monitoring? Do tell. Then someone um, responds to her saying, they are monitoring for a report on the driver's religion so they know whether to tweet about terrorism or mental illness. And then various other people talking about Waffle House and so on. So, you know, I read, I saw that tweet and, you know, I hate that it, it immediately, immediately goes into a, the terrorism or mental health or the religion and how they depict these incidents. But even from the, even the, the straight reports are already, are already kind of going in the direction of, was it a terrorist attack or was it just a random attack? Um, they're not ruling it out. National security threat remains the same. It just, it's just, uh, it's just a, how do I, how do I articulate this? Even when these attacks happen, we've now taken to dividing into how, how, do, how do they get categorized? And then we beef about the categorization of these incidents. Meanwhile, 10 people are dead. Um, R.I.P. to the ten, and the and out to all the the injured. But I think it shows the level of how people politicize these issues from the jump. Um, from the from the jump off, like as soon as it jumps off, and there's a little bit of attention the story and the narrative is getting spun into which which of the two categorizations mental health or terrorism and not people will pitchfork on either side of this issue and I think we've you know I, I've already said this I'm going to say it again though we've unnecessarily politicized loss of human life yes there are bigger factors and at play but when you're already looking at a loss of human life from a standpoint of what is the what is the entity or the other or the organ the the hidden hand or the organization or the puppet master that's responsible for the action which taking place it's kind of like with the the Quebec mosque scenario and again I'm I okay let me just continue the thought it's the same thing with the mosque scenario where you have well oh he used to, he was he was into Alex Jones and he was into these various other Richard Spencer and all these other you know right leaning sort of people and you're thinking or these extremist kind of people and you're thinking like how about the fact he shot I mean he shot a bunch of people in a church like same with Charleston. Sorry, was it Charleston? Yeah, same with Charleston with the fucking Dylan Roof. 
Um, I have no power over any of this, so I can't really sit here and be like, oh, this is how they should report these issues. I'm not a journalist. Um, and I understand that we live in a particular time in human history where we are focused on, like it'd be interesting to go back into the archives and see that the reports of loss of life, death, murder, to see how often they would try and spin it towards communism or like a communist or somebody like was behind it, you know. Um, and I'm, it's kind of almost like a, like, I know this is nothing at all comparable to the Salem witch trials, but there was a point in human history that that's what people were thinking was they were responsible for everything. It's always this this larger entity or hidden hand that people believe pulls the strings for everything. I don't know. Sad though. Anyway, this is the end of this rant. Uh, peace. <laughs>